Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Whiskey and Wine. Happy New Year. Happy 2021, everybody. We're so excited. Uh, I'm your host, Louise, and this is my lovely co-host, Jean, and this is our guest speaker today, Miss Josie Jo. Right out the gate. Season two. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the beginning of season two for Whiskey and Wine, and... We just want to let you guys know that we've got some changes coming ahead for the podcast. So Yes, and some big events coming up. So make sure to check in on our Facebook page for more details about that. For sure. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about babies. Having babies, wanting babies, thinking about wanting babies, not wanting to have babies, not thinking about babies. All the baby stuff. All the baby stuff. Always. So (laughs) we're going to be talking about some different angles of, I guess, starting a family, starting your own little clan of people. If you hear a little noise in the background, that's Josie's little boy, Kane, (laughs) kind of jamming out with us, too. So pull up a seat, pour a drink, and let's cheers to uh, talking about, yeah, and babies and family and life changes. All right. So starting out. Miss Josie Jo, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, I'm 22. Somehow have two kids now. (laughs) Going into the new year, hoping for a good start of my life (laughs) of of being single. So So you're you're 22, you're a single mom, got two babies. How old are your babies? Uh, My daughter is six and my son is one. That's awesome. Awesome. So how do you feel about... Like, being a mom, like, how did you want to be a mom? Did you want to be a mom before you had kids? Uh, I definitely did, but maybe not at the age that we started at. <laughs> okay. But, uh, it, because it was only me and my brother for a long time, and I wanted to have more of a big family than what I had. Okay. We're not going to have Oh, okay. <laughs> so, two and done? Two and done. Two and done. Okay, so Josie is one of our close friends. We've, we've just kind of... Recently started to, you know, just make her live with us forever <laughs> and ever and ever and ever. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Josie, Josie has two kids. She's, she's a great single mom. Been... Did you ever regret being a mom? I mean, obviously you regretted having them so young, but were you ever like, maybe I didn't want this. Oh God, you know? Um, there was a point in my life when I had my daughter that I definitely thought that because like. You know, being a young mom, there's always that, like, stigma around, like, um, I guess, just around being, like, a good quality parent, like, being able to be there and provide and, um, and just being a good parent in general, and it didn't happen, like, especially the way I wanted it to, and when you go out, like, people stare at you, they look at you funny, because I think in their head they're trying to determine, is that their sibling or is that their kid mm-hmm. and a lot of the times they're very judgmental right and just to clarify like how old were you when you had your first baby 15 okay yeah so you were you were young yeah yeah but i mean like it's not that it it didn't stop you from having another one though. right oh, so no. you were like yeah i guess yeah <laughs> yeah five years was a good um age gap between them that's awesome <laughs> uh, he's kind of doing his thing in the background over there <laughs> he's looking for attention right now so. Aww, yeah. so what's your take on it Louise 
Uh, so I just recently decided that I want kids someday. I'm going to be 29 tomorrow, so. Woo! Woo-hoo! I feel like it's kind of one of those things that I really had to work up to because I did not want kids for a long time. I did not want children. I actually didn't even really want a partner in life for most of my, no, not even like as a teenager. That wasn't a goal. Yeah. I had other aspirations, like more career oriented. Um, more of an accomplishment-centered mind, I guess. Hey, it, it's it wasn't like I don't know. Family is great when you have family, but I wasn't like one to be like, yeah, I can't wait to have a big family like you yeah. were, Josie. So, yeah, but that it's kind of a new adventure for me. I'm trying to discover how I feel about children, and kind of work on how I'm going to go about producing them and when I'm going to produce them, if I can produce them kind of situation. So right, definitely. There's a, there's a lot. I've been nannying for a while for a lot of my close friends. And, you know, when I started watching one of the kids at night, you, ha- you know, you're, I was like ready for kids. I was like 26 or 27. Yeah. And I was like, Oh yeah, I definitely want kids. And I started doing that. I was like, Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> there's so much more. Like, I had them, like, 16 hours a day, but it wasn't 24 still, you know? Right. I still got a break. Yeah. You don't get that as a parent. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, even then, it stressed me out, and I was like, whoa, maybe I'm not ready. <sighs> Here I am 30, though, and I'm like, yeah, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> I already don't sleep, so, like, it's fine. That's what coffee's for. <laughs> yeah. But I'm definitely ready for kids. I can't wait. That wasn't a thing that I, like, waited for. Or anything, it just kind of happened. Because growing up, in, like in my teens and stuff, I was like, oh, I don't think I want kids. I think I'll just adopt or whatever. I know I didn't want a kid right then. So, but then I got into my 20s and I was like, oh, family would be cool, I guess. You know? Right. But I didn't start really thinking about it until 25 and then baby fever hit. Yeah. Everybody has happens. cute little babies, and but they're not always cute. Definitely not always cute. <laughs> I mean, I've watched. Uh, Louise's nephew shit across the living room floor. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That talent. Yes. But also, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this much crap could come out of something. I mean, I like did. a rocket. You have no idea. Or, like, you know, I've been in crazy medical situations. Right. Yeah. Um, With children when they just have febrile seizures. Didn't know that was a thing. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they turn crazy colors. I know one of my friends, she was giving her son a bath, and she didn't know they could suck their balls, like, up in them. Yeah. <laughs> and it disappeared, and she, she panicked. Yeah. She went to her husband. She was like, honey, his ball is gone. Like, she was oh freaking Lord. out. You don't know this. Or, like, um, Josie had told me recently, when you have a baby girl, they can get a period when they first are born. Mm-hmm. Get the heck out of like, here. What? Like, how do you... You don't know these things. I don't know this. There's so no. much... Please elaborate for the group. Right. All right. So... <laughs> of two of us. <laughs> so, when you guys are connected, you guys are obviously sharing um, not only, like, your hormones and, like, other bodily fluids between you two, but when you guys disconnect, they, those hormones just get cut off from your child. Oh, okay. So, because of that, it's a different hormonal change, so they will have, like, a light bleeding that happens afterwards. That can happen for, like, up to, like, a few hours or a couple of days. 
And it can be like really scary if you don't know if you take off their diaper and all of a sudden there's just blood. And that's just usually, and it happens more often and commonly than what is portrayed. Oh, but like, can you imagine how scary that is? Yeah, yeah especially was. if you didn't know, like that's brand new news to me. I was today years old when I found that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely didn't know. I got scared. I had to. Uh, <laughs> I called my mom into the room. I'm like, she's bleeding. My mom's like, chill out, God. <laughs> like, oh, okay, oh, okay, yeah. Mom, this my is bad. new to me. Yeah. <laughs> All the things. Yeah. All the feelings. And I couldn't imagine them telling you because there's so much. And a lot of parents, like, go through, you know, they'll have, like, eight kids and not even go through any of that. So they don't know either. So it's, you're just kind of jumping in the pool and hoping for the best, I feel like, when you have kids. Right. Yeah. And I know people are like, oh, I want a girl or I want a boy for various different reasons, but... I'm over here to be like, I just want a healthy, happy kid. Yeah. I have had coworkers that had their babies months early mm. and had to it's sit through scary, ICU. Yeah. What is that? NICU yep, that NICU. they sit in? Yeah. And they had, you know, babies that made it out and they were healthy and they were fine. Or there was babies that, <laughs> babies that, you know, spent life, lifelong They've had lifelong complications from being in the hospital. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, shoot. We're throwing stuff over here. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean, you don't know what you're walking into when you have kids. Like, the nobody wrote an instruction manual. And you couldn't really, because every kid's so different, you know? Yeah. Right. And, you know... Everyone always talks about, like, the bad things of parenthood. Like, oh, you're never going to be alone again. You're never going to sleep for years. Like, all of these other things. But, like, they never actually, no one ever tells you, like, the good things about it either. They never tell you about, like, you waking up and, like, someone being there and just being happy that you're there. They don't care what you look like. They don't really want anything from you other than snacks, for the most part. <laughs> and, like, each kid is so different. That's true. I don't hear a lot of positivity coming out of parenthood. And I feel like that had a big thing to do with, like, me not wanting kids was there was just so much negativity that surrounded becoming a parent for a lot of years for me. So Yeah, and high school does not help that either. Because, like, that's the biggest thing that they tell young girls is, like, all the bad things, which is good to help them not have children. Right. But it doesn't help you later on. To think about all the good things that could come out of it either. It's right. really a one-sided thing they try to teach girls. And that's tough, too. Because, like, you can go through life and be, like, trying to abstain from having children before you're ready and things like that. But the long and the short of it is, if people are going to have kids, they're going to have kids. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know. It's like, you know, not hanging out condoms doesn't mean they won't still have kids. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't mean... <laughs> And that doesn't mean that they're not going to try, even if they do get those. Do you guys think that um, sexual education, like, if you had more of it, it would have prevented things or no? Because I know this is, like, a hot topic for people with discussions. They're like, no, because then you're just telling them how to do it. And they're like, no, we're telling you how to not be irresponsible because kids are going to do what they're going to do. Like, what, what's your take on that? I know personally, you know, from my standpoint, being that I don't have children, I don't think as a 
a teenager, I received enough education because I didn't, I feel like as a young, as an adult now, I should have had more education about my body Mm -hmm. to understand more about my body, let alone like how a man's body works. I, I don't know how, you know, I'm not a man. I don't know. You know what I mean? Just like a man doesn't know how it is to have a vagina or a uterus. So, yeah, I personally felt like. Like, they definitely, they try, they taught you, like, the basics when we were in school. Right. But that was about it. They didn't teach you about, like, safe sex. They just told you, like, hey, this is how it works. Don't do it. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> there was a lot of that. This will happen if you do this. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well. Okay, well, what happens if that does happen? Then what? You know? Like, yeah. And for me, like, even though I got pregnant young, it wasn't that I didn't understand, like, safe sex and that kind of thing. Because I was on birth control at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, it obviously was not strong enough right. <laughs> at the time. And we needed, and he obviously knew what he was doing better than I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like there for the ride, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. Like, yeah, they teach you about how to get pregnant what sex does, like, what the what the end result of sex can produce. But I think some other things that they don't teach that I feel like they should is how to, maybe not to teenagers by any means, but maybe offer up some educational material for parents to discuss with their kids and be like, okay, this is okay to talk about with my child because I need to talk about it with my child. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because my mom never said anything about sex until, you know, I moved out. Got we got our first townhouse, and at that point it was too late. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. then she came and pounded down our door at five o'clock in the morning because she found condoms, a box of condoms, <laughs> in my old bedroom, and was like, "Why are you having sex?" And I'm like, "I'm 19, you know." Yeah, like, I mean, at least I'm using condoms. <laughs> I also think that we shouldn't. You know, it shouldn't be such a shameful thing. Like, if it happens, it happens. And don't, like, like Josie, mm-hmm. how much shit did you get for getting pregnant so early? But, like, at the same token, it's a blessing. It is a baby. Is it too early? I mean, pretty sure. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, stop, it definitely was. Stop treating babies like accidents and more of surprises. Really? You know, you love your daughter. She's mm-hmm. great. She, I freaking love that kid. But, yeah, you know girls get shamed once they get pregnant and then they feel terrible and then they treat their kid terrible because they resent them because they get all this uh, negative bad. energy. Too. And yeah. it's like, we should not be doing that either. And my other thing for that is always, like, girls feel so ashamed for that, but the male end of those never get shamed for that. It's always the female end yeah, it's that gets it. Well, because you walk around with it. You know, yeah. you can't yeah. exactly hide it. Yeah. They can, you know. And... That's mm. crap, too. We gotta teach our sons to be better, be better. Yeah, because, like Christine said, it's such a taboo thing, like, for people. Like, people consider it such a taboo thing to talk to your children about safe sex. Like, being, like, their safe space for them to be able to come to you. Maybe not necessarily to say that they are doing this, but to talk to you about this in, like, a normal, like, one-on-one way. Right. You should be able to trust your parents with the the questions that you have because they've already been through obviously like parents have had children you have a parent you they have had kids you know what i mean did like did you talk to your parents about or um, did they talk to you about safe sex or anything prior to no not really my dad is more 
I knew like all of the things about intercourse and that kind of stuff way before they even taught it in school only because my dad is like that person that is just really open too open no okay for, for, anybody's, <laughs> for anybody right so yeah we've never i my brother and i we never really had the sex talk well at least i didn't with my parents mm-hmm. i think my mom had it with my brother when she found out that him and his well now wife were <laughs> having sex um but i never had that discussion everything i learned was from public school kids and whatever they taught right. us I think it started in like fifth grade. Yeah. And yep. I was like, I mean, okay, I'm not really into wee wees, but <laughs> I don't really care about periods and stuff because I didn't have it yet. Yeah. So, and then when it does happen, you're like, oh God. You're terrified. Oh, yeah. No. Although, you know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't like, I am sacred. My virginity is important. I was just kind of like, it is going to happen when it happens. And I think that's exactly what I told my husband when he was like are you sure you want to do this because we were each other's first and i was like yeah i mean i don't know it i i think i wasn't scared because i was comfortable but that was not something my parents prepped me for probably because they didn't want me doing it but (laughs) (laughs) especially at the age that we did do it yeah i yeah my mom and i she just said you know don't be stupid use a condom but that's probably the extent if i had questions i could have came to her later though yeah. after i was legal yeah um <laughs> because being that young should have been like no how about you just don't do it or you're not seeing that boy ever again you know and just that's right well i guess we're gonna keep you locked in the house yeah <laughs> no, so yeah I definitely wasn't something and i'll tell you i speaking as someone who like you said you didn't feel like your virginity was sacred i grew up with the belief that it was something that needed to be kept on marriage, yada, yada, yada. So that's why I waited so long. And then when I finally met the person that I lost my virginity to, we dated for a while before yeah. I slept with yeah. that person. But it still, it would have been nice to like, okay, what to expect your first go around. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, shit hurts. Ugh. Shit bleeds. And they look You're different. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they all look different. Yeah. Like, does it have a turtleneck? Does it not have a turtleneck? If you know, you know. Yeah, and if yeah. you don't, you will know eventually. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? You know, you don't want to scream that out. That'd be weird. Yeah, yep. Or, like, even just... Stuff. Do I need to be self-conscious about my area? Right. My garden. Is my garden well-groomed? I don't know. Do I have to keep it well-groomed? Yeah. You do How not. How do I do this? Yeah. What do I do with this? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all the things leading up to actually having a kid, you have so many questions, and I just feel like the public school system, not not knocking public schools, because, you know, thank God for They're trying, free man. public yeah, schools. Yeah, but... they really are trying, but, like, we're kind of in this place in, like, modern, our modern society where we just don't talk about it. Okay, so, like, I'm going to get a lot of backlash for this, but once again, disclaimer, this is just my opinion. Don't at me. (laughs) No, really don't at me. I know a lot of parents are like, I'm really busy and all this stuff. Josie can contest this. She works full time. She's a single mom. (laughs) But she still makes time for her kids. If her kids came to her and asked her about Mm -hmm. stuff, she would and could. If she needed to teach them something, she would and she could. Yeah. I think so many parents just aren't involved enough in their child's stuff. They just kind of send them off to school and hope for the best. 
or send them out into the world and hope for the best. But like, I don't know how many times I called my mom after I had left the nest. Like, <laughs> oh my god, what do I do? Like, you know, my right. house got broken into, mom. What do I do? She goes, pots. Like, <laughs> All right, why are you calling me? <laughs> I feel like you know you gotta prep your kids for, for the, the world. world better you know talk to them about things and tell them things make sure you know obviously don't be their best friend because that's not always like the best thing yeah but you know make sure if they really need to talk to you about something they feel say in a safe place where they can be like hey i know i shouldn't be doing this but i need to ask you some questions or whatever i always wish i had that with my mom before Mm -hmm. i mean i could talk to her about anything now but it would have been nice earlier on if I could have asked her a few more questions about things well and it's the thing too where I think we because our parents grew up with the mentality that you know you were a virgin until you're married and then you could have kids and sex and all of that jazz unless you're 30 without kids and then they're like right. why don't you have grandbabies I'm not yeah. married I don't care, I don't care. <laughs> wait what what <laughs> and I think that mentality was passed through the generations and I think it's really our generations oh. now being you know we're all, I'm almost in my 30s. You are in, you're starting your 30s and you're rolling up in your roaring 20s here, Josie. But I think we're just bringing in this whole new mindset and really opening those gates of communication. I know that I want to be able to communicate with my kids. I want my kid, I don't care if you're 12, 5, 18, whatever. Please don't be 5. But like, if you... If my kid has a question, you know. have a question about... Something that's super personal and super important. I want to be able to have that conversation and be like, look, I'm not upset with you. And not be embarrassed. Yeah. But we need to talk about this because if you're doing something that may lead to a life-altering decision, I'd like to know. Just so I can tell you about the consequences. Right. Because you can tell them no all you want and try to prevent it. But at the end of the day, if kids want to do something, they're going to. Oh, 100%. I was like, and with how things are going right now, it's even easier to get more sneaky. Yes. Um, and my, I don't know about you guys, but when I was growing up, you know, my space. And, right, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, my mom had a rule that she had to have the passwords to my stuff. She wouldn't mess with anything. Yeah. She just wanted to check in, make sure I was being safe. Right. And everything. Uh, I rem- There was only one time where she was like, that picture you posted is a little inappropriate. Um. I would like you to take it out. But she didn't, like, go in there and get around my stuff. She was right. checking on me, and I think that was, like, a good call on her part. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, because you hear all the time about girls meeting up with guys and getting abducted and stuff. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. Like, you really should meet people. Like, a little bit. And I think that's, too, why some of the girls do what they do is because, like you said, not a lot of parents are involved. And so they go on the internet, they look for attention from all of these and you negative get, places. You get attention anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's scary. And then they go, and then you'll never see these girls again. Because, what, your parents are working all day, and they never stop in to see you. They never check on you. You right. don't get a text. All of a sudden, boom, they're gone. Well, and that's the thing, too. This is the modern day and age where we have it. We can send that text message. Hey, are you okay today? I'm just checking in on you. Or even so How much hard as, is that? you know... Knowing where your location is. I know some people are like, oh, don't check your kids. That's an invasion of privacy. But I feel like it needs to be a mutual agreement. Because even now, like on my phone, I'm 30. Mm -hmm. Right. But my parents and I were all on my find my phone. Mm -hmm. Yes. That way, if my mom can't get a hold of my dad, 
we can find a, his phone at least and hopefully him by. You know, because yeah. honestly, yep. if my mom can't get a hold of me, she'll look on there and be like, oh, she's at the movies. Right. You know, she's fine. It's more of like a, okay, my kid is safe. Like right. Like a peace of, of mind. Yep. It's not like a, I'm going to be intrusive. Yeah. And I mean, if you're, if you know, like, we're working into the having children portion of it, but like, you, Josie, when your daughter's how old already? Six years old yeah. already? In six more years, she's gonna be a preteen. Like, <laughs> someday she, she is. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you're, she's gonna go out with friends. She's gonna hang out with people. You know, how do you feel about her having a cell phone? Especially because it's, well, right now I know, like, so many people start their kids off, even right now, in her, in her class, half of those kids have cell phones already. Mm-hmm. Right, and yeah. like for me i just don't feel like she needs one yet but when she starts to go out like on her own like you said like going out with friends like going out to like staying at people's houses yeah i do i would probably consider getting her one but maybe not one that like you can just do everything on like yep. start her off how i had to start off a stupid flip phone <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the modern age yeah i remember being 16 and i was like oh my god i got a cell phone yes and it was the brick nokia <laughs> prepay phone I, that was me anyways do you remember those walkie-talkie phones you push on the side do it that's what i had that do it yes you just hear yeah <laughs> you knew someone else around you had it yeah <laughs> no and i think i think we just kind of forget you know like we we don't have kids i don't have kids so i don't know i don't know what parents go through i'm sure every situation is different but i just think that on some level like there's so many ways to communicate with people. Yeah. Just say something. And I think it's really important, too, to remember that, like, the interactions that, like, you have, like, one-on-one with, like, your children are totally different how, like, let's say their other parent would have. Like, you have to set out, like, for Brie, I've been trying to do where, like, when I talk to her, if we're getting into a hot moment and I, like, say I need a moment... Then she knows, like, we'll pause, like, where we are, and she'll, like, go out so that we can both calm down. You need to be able to have, like, a good, like, communication together to know, like, where you guys both stand. Even even as she's, like, six right now, mm-hmm. it's important as they're growing up so they know, like, you guys can talk fairly with one another without me being, like, that's it. You're grounded. I'm going to beat your butt. Like, things yeah. like that. I do say that still. I'm not saying that I don't. But <laughs> I mean, every parent. You need to have right. a good communication level like one-on-one with them right and understand that their communication level like would be different than mine with you or you with Kirsty's. a lot of people don't get that they judge how like you deal with a relationship as a parent some parents are like oh like you said like best friends and other parents are like the police parent and you judge people like parents on how they like parent their children but their relationship with them is totally different. You just right. gotta find like a happy medium with your kids, you know. Don't... <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then there's another fun uh, parenting thing when your kid just finds a mystery. I don't even know what. It looks like a cracker. It's a cracker. Okay. <laughs> 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 well, I guess he knows what it is. All right. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're yeah. cute. <laughs> just communication is key. For sure. I'm like growing up and stuff. I'm excited for kids because like somebody I love I hate being alone. I really do hate being alone. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> so like having kids around is kind of fun for me most of the time. 
And uh, they they always want to cuddle you and stuff when they're babies. That's like the best. Like my niece is teething right now. Oh, so she's extra cuddly. She just wants to be on you and love on you and just, oh, it's the best. I love that. And then they grow up and start talking and you just look at them like, can you just like go take a nap? <laughs> and yeah. they get mouthy. You still Aww. love them, but you know, far away. Right. Yeah. Like sleeping. <laughs> it's like my nephews. My nephews are really fun, like. My oldest nephew was super fun when he was a baby. He was super chill. He slept all the time. I was working a full-time job and full-time school and volunteered to babysit him a couple of times in the morning. And he would be he would be teething, and it was a wrap. Like, he was a cranky baby. I got two hours of sleep. And in my mind, I'm like, man, really? Like, do that- I really want kids someday? <laughs> like, that. those are the pivotal moments, I feel like, in life. We were like, ah, yeah. I changed my mind. But... I mean, because that would be that good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's like, but now he's five. And now he's super chill. And he is the coolest kid. And he is super smart. And I'm like, oh, could you imagine missing out on this amazing little person just because you don't want to deal with some crankiness for a little bit? Yeah. It's like the first three or four years, depending on how you can, you know, depending on how your kids sleep trains and everything, because every kid's different with that, too. But. You know, it, it can be rough. It can be great. I know some mothers were like, oh, I love being pregnant. I me. love, yeah. She oh, loves yeah. Me. <laughs> Josie Full loves time. being pregnant. Aww. And then, you know, I hear horror stories. Right. Like your sister who, it literally almost killed her to have her two kids. And yeah. it was just terrible. Preclancy is real. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just like, oh, my, hoping for the best. Right. Or like there's some people that, you know, they have been pregnant a few times and, I've miscarried and that's that you got to really deal with the emotional part of that as well on top of our you know already having kids I really hope process. I never have to experience that because I don't know if I could continue to try to have a kid it's um coming as someone who has had miscarriages it is kind of terrible like in between like because you sit there and like not only do you have to deal with like the changes in your body for especially for how long you are mm-hmm. for far, how far along you are but like you gotta sit there and unfortunately like our male partners don't really understand like everything that you go through like emotionally wise after that which is sad to say because they do try i'm not saying that many of them won't try but it's a really hard thing you gotta deal with especially like trying to deal with like your kids and keep them happy and not let them see the bad parts of you right yeah, you gotta you gotta keep a couple other human beings happy while you deal with an incredibly huge emotional thing. Yeah, and it's not always easy. Yeah, and the older they are, the harder it is too because they know what's up. Yeah, they know something is wrong, and then they ask questions, and not, you can't obviously tell them what's wrong, right? Because they won't understand that portion, yeah. and you don't want to have those conversations. Yeah, yet. yep. I mean, someday you will, but yeah, like my mom was pretty. After I became a, like, a teenager and stuff, and she talked about things that she went through as a like a new mom, and yeah, all the experiences of becoming a mom, and like my mom had three kids, but she also had a miscarriage in between there, you know, in between first and second child. So like she really, you know, had to go through all those emotional roller coasters, and me never being pregnant ever in my life, I have no idea what to even expect. Getting into that. I mean, sh- shoot, I was coming off birth control, and I was like, this is torture. I hate this. this right. This is terrible. 
And then my mom goes, just wait till you actually do get pregnant. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It gets worse. That's what the title of my life biography should be. It gets worse. It gets worse before it gets better. And then it'll get worse again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right when it starts getting good. (laughs) They say your 40s are your peak, so... Here's Boy. to that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but that, I mean, like, even going through trying different birth controls and like, I have a medical condition where if I take too much of the wrong birth control, it will send me into a two week migraine and I'll have like excess cerebral spinal fluid floating around my brain oh, and it puts pressure on my brain and, oh my you know, and yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah. It's it's a lot more common than you think. So then there's the question of what if this hormone does this to me? What will it be when I get pregnant? Yeah, Is your hormones go all over the place. They do. And did you know that some women's bodies like will not let them have a certain gender? Mm-hmm. They just like reject the baby. Yeah, really. Because yeah. of the sex of the baby. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like okay, rude. And, <laughs> yeah. And then a lot of women who actually do miscarry, unfortunately. It can be because their blood types and your partner's blood type. It just your body thinks it's a parasite and tries to (laughs) uh, tries to reject it. Speaking of which, can we talk about that nasty drink I keep hearing about? When you're pregnant, they make you drink this nasty thing for to test you for gestational diabetes. Yeah, I've heard some crazy crazy things about this and i already like don't do sugar <laughs> yeah do yeah i don't so... do sugar it's disgusting <laughs> and i mean that with brie i had to take the one mm-hmm. oh ho, ho. jokes on me no one told me you're supposed to refrigerate it you're supposed to refrigerate it if you have 10 minutes to drink this thing it's like this big oh you know yeah oh no it's orange most places give you orange it doesn't taste like orange it tastes like flat pop, Ugh. and you drink it, and it's thick. Oh, that and like would, the way that's what would get me. Yeah, and it's not even that the whole thing that you have to drink it. It's you have to drink it after not eating at all, like all day. You're supposed to drink it about half an hour, an hour before. You start to feel sick after you're trying to drink it down it in this time, and it's just thick and like sludgeish for me, and of course for him. I drank it, and I got there, and they were like, ooh, sorry, we forgot that your appointment was today, and we canceled it and didn't tell you. So I drank it, and then I had to drink it then again the next day. Oh, no. I would have been like, uh, no, I'm here. You take, you do it. No, I was gagging, like, the whole second day, like, on the way in the car. I was like, what? I was like, what? <laughs> As I was driving, I was like, no, you're not allowed to throw it up. I was like, you're pregnant, trying not to be nauseous right. already. And it's, I, it's bad. I get oh. terribly nauseous, so I can't imagine what it's going to be like. Yeah. Good, man. And, you know, there's the orange flavor. that That's the only one I've ever seen that the doctor had at the time. I've heard some crazy stuff, though. Like, people have talked about, like, a grape one yep. and a fruit punch yeah. one. There's a cherry one that I think oh. would have probably been better, but I never saw them. No cherry. Nope. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think so. Would have been great for you. Probably orange. Honestly, <laughs> I know that sounds terrible, but I'd rather have orange flavored ass drink than any other flavor because I don't like orange. Yeah. So if I don't already like it, I'm just going to keep with that theme. <laughs> but I've, I've drank some nasty shit. In I would have been able to, it, as long as it wasn't fruit punch. 
Yeah. yeah. Fruit punch could be a wreck. Some of the whiskey you drink and you talk about yeah. grossness, like, come on. Yeah, see, and that's why I'm just going to stick with a bitter ass one. Speaking of which, what was your drink of choice for New Year's? Oh, shoot. Uh, Jack Daniel's <laughs> rye was oh. what we were mm-hmm. rocking last night. I had the Leland Winter Bubbly. Mm-hmm. That was very nice. Oh, you know me. I had the Seagram's. You're making me happy. <laughs> those are I'm basic. Oh, hey, those are always good, though. Yeah, yeah. No, those are those are good sipper drinks. Maybe Why don't you guys uh, tell us on our Facebook, what was your New Year's Eve drink of choice? Yes, let us know. Give us some ideas. Maybe we'll feature your uh, your drink on one of our episodes. Absolutely. I love some new drink ideas, guys. Oh, yeah. And I will be posting um, once a month. We'll do, like, uh, the mixer of the month. Mm-hmm. And I'll be throwing out some new mixes and see if we get any hits. Anyone likes them, tries them, let us know. Um, hopefully, come up with some creative ones, maybe some themed ones. Um, People like themes. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Also, if you haven't already, get on our Facebook page. We have an event coming up at the end of January. We're going to have like a whiskey and wine tasting event. Um, it's $10 a ticket. We're going to have all the fancy cheeses and and crackers and all that crap. Yeah. And then, you know, alcohol. Yeah. So, please, let us know if you want a ticket because there's only eight available because yes. COVID. Yeah. But, but uh, they're going fast. Yeah. You don't want to miss out because it's, it's free booze. Come on. Free booze, <laughs> free food, yeah. and a whole lot of conversation. Yeah. Still working on a... A theme for the night. But uh, we'll let you guys know as it gets closer to that. And uh, yeah. So big thanks to Josie for spilling some momhood secrets. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you. you. Yes, thank you. And as always, you know, thanks guys for listening. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, hit us up on our Facebook page. And we we'll be. Love your, love your feedback. Love feedback. So, all right. Cheers, guys. Happy New Year.